Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I, uh, you I are. survived yeah. uh, survived a cross-country flight with, uh, with a two-year-old. It wasn't pretty. Almost didn't make it, but got through it. What wasn't pretty? What was almost about it? You know, she, uh, she just she kind of lost it on the last hour. You know, okay. tried to was just trying to get it move around, then didn't want to go back in the seat for landing, and uh, that's where the meltdown happened. It was gotcha. a rough, rough last thirty minutes. It was tough. Gotcha. You see, James Corden, the guy. I'm not really familiar with his work. He's a late night host, and they're like everybody. He apparently is like a jerk at restaurants, so everybody's coming out with their own James Corden stories about how he was not a great person. And one of them was uh, on an airplane. There's a woman holding like the screaming baby and they brought him, brought her through to first class and put her next to Corden. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is not going to go well. But he's like, he's classy about it. He like flips over, puts his blindfold on, headphones on and like flips over, goes to sleep or tries to ignore it. And then at the end, they're deplaning. And this is uh, this is a side story on kids on planes. They're, they're getting off. The baby's going nuts, screaming. And the woman's trying to get the bag out of the overhead. And she's like, well, could you just hold the baby for a second? And he like gives her gives the baby to him. Turns out he, he like begrudgingly takes it, and she gets the bags. Turns out it's his wife and kid. No, it was wife and kid. So like, no. it started out like he's a good guy. He didn't throw a fit about being next to the screaming baby, but apparently, like he just put on his blindfold, can noise canceling headphones, and, like went to sleep and tried to pretend like his wife and baby didn't exist. So that was the uh the surprise ending was it was actually his kid and wife. So anyways, that that just triggered me. Story time I saw somewhere on social media. It might not be true, but there's everybody's just coming out of the woodwork with stories about how that guy's a big a-hole to service workers. Anyways, uh yeah, flying with kids is always a precarious situation. Let's get to uh Oh, I just want to shout out. I'm going to the National Links Trust uh, Symposium on Municipal Golf next week. It is in the D.C. area. You've been to this. You went to it yeah. last year. Was that it? Yeah, um, I was bummed. I couldn't be. We have an event. Uh, couldn't be a part of it this year. Um, you can. Really, really good. Uh, like They have really great speakers, and, and I think you can stream it all. Yeah, you can still buy tickets if you're in the, I'd say, mid-Atlantic, East Coast. I don't know if you're into municipal golf, you work in golf. I mean, you've got Tom Doak's coming. Mike Wan is giving like a keynote at the end. You've got panels on architecture, um, diversity, all sorts of stuff. Like panels all day, next Monday and Tuesday, you can buy your tickets at National Inks Trust. I, I don't know. It's like if you work in the industry or, or you're interested in that, probably a, a way to get smarter and network a little bit. Okay. Let's move on to the, do you just want to dive into schedule for the week? Should we do that? We're going to the CJ plaque at Congaree. Uh, it is in uh, South Carolina this year. We've moved it to Congaree like we did for the Canadian Open. Um, and it is a loaded field. We have 15 of the top 20 players in the world. Of course, looks, you wrote in the newsletter, it will be firm, right? It's on very compact, sandy soil. So we'll get... Uh, I mean, it's kind of a windfall, right? October golf, fall golf. Yeah. You're not expecting much. You're not expecting maybe some Asian events this time of year. So you got to watch in the middle of the night if you're an American audience. This is a little different. It's a little bit of a, a windfall here in October. Yeah, I think uh, this is a uh, wonderful event, event of the week. Uh, really? 15. Well, I mean, 15 of the top 20 players in the world in October. It just feels like I, it's kind of like... What did we do to to get this? Yeah, I obviously, figured give it to the Dominion Energy Charity Classic on the Champions Tour in Richmond. But okay, go ahead. F you're right. Fifteen of the top twenty. You got to give it event of the week. Friend of the program was a side note. 
real quick. A uh, friend of the program, John Ezekowitz, was was watching some Champions Tour golf, I guess, last night. Yeah. Last in- night? Or no, they were interviewing. He turned on the TV. This is what he texted. Turn on the TV. They were interviewing the head of Champions Tour. He said some amazing stuff. One, the champion. This is a quote. The Champions Tour gives these guys a second lease on life. <laughs> second quote that he highlighted. Like they've been, they're getting out on parole. Like these guys <laughs> have been struggling under the, you know, some sort of labor camp or something. Okay, go ahead. Second quote. This past year was extremely successful for our tournament, our title sponsors, and our players. (laughs) Straight out of the global home. Global home conveyor belt of talking points. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) And his comment was at least he he didn't even try and say for the fans. (laughs) There aren't any. Didn't didn't put the fans at the end of it. That's good stuff. And uh, and last last quote that he highlighted from this uh, interview: We are going to play twenty eight tournaments next year, an all time high. <laughs> that's some, a good thing. Some may of. say that's too many, but our some. players don't agree. Yeah, right. Some like everyone else, but our players, the absolute stakeholders who have the most interest. Don't agree. Of course they don't agree. That's like asking, you know, pro-life, pro-choice. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Pretty easy. Pretty easy uh, layup there. A second lease on life is a, a pretty good one. I'll take that. You know, Fort Davis, love the third. and You know, Steve Stricker. An extra lease on life. Okay. Love it. So that'll be the Dominion Energy Charity Classic where you can watch those guys try to try to just look like new Try to make something of themselves, their new life. Um so CJ Cup, back well, to this. Go so ahead. back to the positive, you know. <laughs> that was just a sidebar. You, you you pushed me down that path. I love that. I love that. We'll keep that forever. So, <laughs> Jim Fury, so, out on the guy's on their first lease on life. Yeah, right. Um this yeah, this is a great windfall for, for golf. I, I think um, you know, Congaree's not a perfect course. It's it's got some pretty bad architecture and spots. Um, but it is like really firm. And I think this is like the, the thing about when you have really firm conditions, it, it covers up, you know, some mediocre design really well. And, mm-hmm. and firm conditions is, I think the most important thing for testing these best players in the world. So getting to see, you know, 15 of the top 20 players in the world play on a really firm golf course in October is just, you know, that's just something we don't get a lot. And it really got me thinking about kind of the the schedule, right? And how how they have it laid out. They've they've got a plan to lay out right now. Um, obviously, they came out with the elevated events and we could talk about that. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit more, but the CJ Cup this week is going to be really uh, fun to watch. I, I think it, it's in a tough window, obviously, being East Coast on the weekend. You're going to be running up against college football and and the NFL right, you know, right it is head on to head with it. Three to six on Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, three to six, and then 530 ending on Sunday. So, But... But it should be really fun to watch. Like I th- I'm going to tune in, and uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. So you you just um, I want to push back on a little bit of why. Like I don't want to be just purely negative, but I want to push back on. I'm a little disappointed with the choice here. Um, you had a big money purse. You knew that 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 was going to be the case. You have. The CJ Cup, it's like got some traction. You know you're going to get a pretty good field. You have you can play golf in basically all 50 states in the U.S. right now, in a bunch of international places. And I just feel like they punted to the place they went to the last time when we couldn't have an event in Canada. They punt to a private course in remote South Carolina, the southeastern United States, during football season on the eastern time zone. And I think it's just sort of, like they had this opportunity with live in between weeks with, they knew they were gonna have a strong field, big money purse to like do something bigger. And it's, 
I feel like it's a micro example of sort of the lack of creative thinking and big ideas that caught them with their pants down in the response to live and forced Rory and Tiger to basically get in a room and come up with a solution. And like, it's a very micro example. Not the biggest deal in the world. Not a dig at Congaree. Not a dig at like South Carolina golf. It just feels like it's it's indicative of the sort of constraints, the slow moving cruise ship that they are, and the lack of like creative thinking to do something with a real opportunity here. The ball was on a tee for them to do something bigger than just oh, let's go to that like private club in remote South Carolina that we did last time because we know it's probably easy. We've done it before, um, and it's probably cheap. I would assume there's like an arrangement there. Like I just feel like it was kind of a wasted opportunity with the, the, the to make a real splash in the fall when they knew they'd have a lot of good players. What would you have preferred? What would be? I think I'd go to the West Coast. I think I'd go to a big market. I'd even explore like Las Vegas. Like I know, like they just played in Vegas. They did Summit Club last week. I or Arizona. I would just do something a little different. Like if. <sighs> You know, maybe like fall golf is for the purists anyways. And they want to say an architecturally interesting course. And I I do, I'm all for that all the time. But like go to, I mean, Liv is going to make a mark in Miami by just making it this gaudy circus, right? And I'm not suggesting they do go all the way like that. But you could go to Southern California, right? You could go to, you could go somewhere. That would have made travel. It would have made James Hans travel from Japan to uh south savannah. carolina easier yeah. they flew into but, savannah I saw. oh james, james hunt wasn't in either event yeah right? that's right uh, that's right bitching yeah. about how it's this exhaustion forgot travel, um, travel. i don't know maybe i'm i'm a, i'm making a big I, I really didn't mean to make a big deal out of it but it just was like a little disappointing that they punted to the place they go to they went to last time and feels like a missed chance for this time of year to, to do it something big on a field they knew was going to be strong with a big purse. So yeah. And I, I think like they probably go back. Like if, if you were going to create a list of like the most overrated courses in the world, Congaree would be near the top for me. And, <laughs> but, but if you put, you know, if you, if you, if you look at a list of the greatest, like here's like my defense. Who's going to Congaree? Who's Nobody. driving to Congaree? Nobody. I'm just going. saying they could have had put on a show when they knew all the best players were going to be there together. No one's driving. But people, to I think people will tune into it. Like it's, it's, you know, whatever. I think it's ranked in the top 50 in the U.S. Um, on and and digest or whatever. Um, digest ranking. So like, I think that's like the where I'd push back is like here they're going to like, you know, if you went rankings wise, one of the best courses they would go to in a given year. Um. But it, it, that's where I'd say it's not like just like a, a you know, they're just doing something boring, right? I, I, I think like... They should go to Chicago. Permanent. Why couldn't they go to Chicago? Like 40 degrees. Cold. So people <laughs> don't have to watch the, the Bears. They can go. Literally right. snowed the other day. All right. All right. Go ahead. So what um, you're going to say, it's firm. You're, you're yeah, it's firm. That. They could have gone yeah. to St. Louis. Yeah. They don't have a football team. Cardinals Baseball are out. team got eliminated. <laughs> Anyways, I know I, we always talk about shortcomings of the tour, and the, the, but I just thought it was sort of a smaller illustration of the kind of let's just do what we've always done thinking or and also the constraints of having to not being a very nimble organization, having to just do what they've done before. So anyways, that's it. That's my, but I that said, I'm going to watch. I'm excited about it. It's great. Our featured groups are Jordan Spieth. You know, who's not a featured group. Gary Woodland, Jordan Speed, feature group, star. You know Gary Woodland's an SGS special. He's with Brendan Todd and Ches Reevy. That's where he's I living. Saw, Woodland I saw in the, the speed. SGS zone. They, they did Netflix put out like a big sports thing. That yeah. Trying to, you know, oh, yeah. trying to yeah. s- stop the gap of uh, the losing subscribers battle. And yeah. they're, you know, they're doing it with sports. And they did this big promo about all the sports content they had coming out. Joel Damon's going to get the subscriptions, get everybody back in the bucket. There you go. Jolie so, D and the Netflix show. And, and yeah. Who'd, so they, golf, who'd they promote? Spieth. Spieth was the only golfer in it. And I almost tweeted over the top. I, it, did everybody forget to tell Netflix that he's just another guy? <laughs> well, he's in featured groups with Max Homa and Hideki Matsuyama. Max, Homa, Max Homa's got more substantial wins in the last five years than Jordan Spieth. Hmm. Okay. 
I'd have to think about that. That sounds right, actually. Uh, Cameron Young, Scotty Scheffler. Tony Finau. Tony Finau. More substantial wins in the last five years than Jordan Spieth. Okay. Cameron Young, Scotty Scheffler. Billy Boy. Sanjay M. More substantial wins in the last five years than. You're you're moving the goalposts on, on what we're talking about here. But Tom, um, Tom Kim has as many substantial wins as Jordan Spieth in the last, uh, as his last five years and Tom Kim's last uh, six months. I don't know if that's true. Wyndham and Shriners. Yeah, that's about equal to Heritage RBC. is ele- elevated now. Come on. Uh Tom Kim, Rory, Ricky, JT, Rom, and Keegan Bradley gets into a feature group. Sneaking oh, his way gosh. in there, play with <laughs> JT. We just <laughs> talked about how he's a real pro, absolute ball striker. Yeah, uh, extraordinaire. A, he could be that and he could be not in a featured group when you got fifteen. <laughs> yeah, fifteen in the top twenty in the world. Yeah, I did see. Uh, did Ricky get in? Yeah, he's there. I just in a featured right? group. He's with Rory and Tom Kim. It's God. unbelievable, unbelievable. Though he did play well at uh, Zozo, so he did play well. I've been. I I tweeted about this to Kyle Porter, but I've I've had on the tip of my tongue. I I just can't get. I can't do it. I've like really like labored about putting this. You know, I I'm so close to saying Ricky's going to have a better year than Spieth. I'm a believer in his overhaul. The thing we mocked, the article we mocked on PGATour.com. Yeah. I'm starting to become a believer. He's playing great golf. I it would be wonderful to have Ricky back in in like the relative mix. I don't have expectations of him, you know, rattling off some majors, but it'd be just nice to have him as a top thirty player in the it's world. It's unbelievable the like low bar we have you just say he's playing great golf he's like i mean i i know he showed up at the shriners and he played well at the zozo for like 54 holes but i you know i I guess that's just yeah where we are with ricky expectations wise other some other groups fitzy's playing shane lowry he's there with jason day you got burns hovland siwoo these aren't in uh feature groups but you know just a lot of a lot of stout stars you know star power in this field, as we noted, 15 to the top 30, uh, uh, 20, I should say. Okay, that's it. Anything else on CJ Cup? Excited. We'll watch that in between football Who's play. your pick? Well, we're doing one and dones. I don't know. I'm just curious who you're picking. Uh, I'll go Tom Kim. How about that? You know, Ricky's seventh in the world right now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. What do you I'm think gonna- Jason Day is going to do? Where are you with Jason Day these days? Does he just want to get out of golf? He's playing with Fitz and Shane Lowry. Two guys maybe just had two of like the top five, six years in golf of the top five players. You know, incredible years. And you have Jason Day rounding it out. I feel like that's a big, maybe top 20 years in golf. I guess he won the Dunhill. He's played. He's contended in like everything. It's top five. And as long as it doesn't start raining on the 18th tee, he's, you know, <laughs> golden. But um, okay. Anyway, I, I would say uh, Jason Day. I'm who knows? I mean, that's right. Who like, knows? He's got, I, I don't think he can practice because of the back stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we also have Morikawa playing with Kisner and Horschel. Like, what's a what's a? uh, It'd be is Jason Day kind of like Derrick Rose in a way, like um, to give you like spurts, something like that. Yeah, just I was trying to think of otherworldly talent early on, right? Yeah, somebody that had everything, and then like the injuries and other things just took a toll. Other things doing a lot of work there. For for Mr. Rose, for sure. Uh, I think he had some some legal issues. Um, oh come on, that was injured. He blew out his knee like three times. I know, but he, then he had a couple other pretty bad misadventures later on after he was injured. No, wasn't he on trial for assault? I think I that got, was the issue. I got, got blinders on with Derek Rose. Okay. Um, well, I can't wait to welcome Deshaun Watson back as my quarterback. So I'm going to have to keep take the blinders off for that one, though. It's going to be hard to avoid. Not not good. Hard being a sports fan these days. Um, all right. Continuing on. We have the Mallorca Golf Open as opposed to the Tennis Open or the 
you know, horse. Can we race talk about the elevated events now yeah, before go we go it. over do to it. the Do it. So, Four elevated events are Phoenix Open, Wells Fargo, Heritage, and Travelers. Those are added to the thirteen that were already announced. And four majors, so, that puts you at 17 total elevated events. So just a rundown real quick. You want me to give people. you? I'll, I got it right here. Okay. So in January, we got Century Tournament of Champions elevated. Mostly champions. And so well, yeah, that's, right. that's right. We need to change the fucking name. <laughs> it's not that anymore. It's time to time to change. could be the cent- Century in- Invitational. Sure. Here's my question. Like, what about what if the, some of the players that are elevated, like, aren't in that tournament? Like, qu- don't qualify. I'm sure they, uh, I don't know. They seems th- like they need to change the qualification for that. Well, what are what makes someone so do elevated? We just not again? have a tournament of champions anymore. Like, th- is that, yeah, it's just the insurance invitational, Capital Century Insurance, probably. But, anyways, February, waste management. Uh, Phoenix Open and Riviera. March, Arnold Palmer, Players, Dell Match Play. April. A Ar- That's a lot going a on lot. there. Arnold Palmer, Players. A lot of money in March, but yeah. April, RBC, Heritage, uh, Masters, obviously, and RBC. Uh, week after in Hilton Head. Man, Valero uh, Texas Open is just getting jammed there. Because you go Match Play, Texas Open, Masters, Heritage in a row, right? I mean... And Valero paid all that money to get the week ahead of the Masters. And well, I think some prominent. guys will still play. Yeah, because they, they like wanna... playing. Yep. I think okay. that, that's the allure of having that pre-week, uh, pre-major week, right? Yep. Some guys like that's part of their prep. Yep. Um, okay, so Heritage. May, PGA and well, oh, Wells Fargo, then PGA. June, the Memorial and the Travelers, as well as the U.S. Open in between those two. And then August, I guess July would have, uh, July has the Open. Yep. And then August has uh, FedEx, St. Jude, BMW, and Tour Championship. Yep. The players. The, yep. the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. Um, then it's over. First, uh, first reaction to this. Are you asking me or are you about to state your own? You, I'm asking you. Uh, I think it's a great sort of dispersion of events across the calendar. Um, Like some of the problems that existed before still exist. Like it gets really busy there, like in March. Um, I thought it was interesting. They didn't do like, I mean, farmers and Pebble beach uh, didn't get it. You know, July you're screwed if you're the rocket mortgage or, 3M or anything like that's basically after the travelers, right? Um, I I thought it was a really good start. It's it's it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot of events, and this you combine it with three non-elevated events that are required for these elevated players. Um, I I'm excited. It's a lot of money going to a lot of good events. I I think like Phoenix is going to be a show regardless, right? I, I might have used that on Pebble or Farmers or something else uh, because Phoenix Open is just going to be, it's elevated by its own brand. Um, it, it My reaction was, it, it feels like a lot. It's cool. It's an exciting start. I, I immediately jumped to, like, while I was reading, Eamon Lynch tweeted it out, a report, like, before I got past the second paragraph, I just went to Rom's, like, schedule this year. And I noticed he didn't play Far- Wells Fargo, Travelers, or uh, Heritage. It's just like you're you're telling some pretty big name players they got to play. I, I don't know that they have to play. They're qualified to play. They're supposed to show up. It's not like if they don't, you know, you're out of the league. So, like, I think they're all sort of making this up. And it feels like a bridge year, right? Like, this is where they're just sort of figuring it out. They're still going to be full fields. It's not going to be like 70 guys in the field at you know, Phoenix open, but I, I thought it was a pretty good start. It, it, but that said there, it's not without some concerns of, about ma- load management, I would say. Yeah. I think um, this is the, it's funny. I, I wrote something for the newsletter, um, the fried egg newsletter in the early in the morning, I was on an early flight and I wrote something before 
Eamon's article came out. And I just, you know, I kind of had sketched out what I thought these elevated events should look like. And then Eamon's article came out like right when I finished writing it. Yeah. Um, but like one of my, and I think this week, <clears throat> you know, you have 15 of the top 20 in the world. This is effectively an elevated event this week. Um, and something that I thought about with this event, <clears throat> to me, you've got effect, uh, 20 events that these guys have to play. Yeah. There needs to be pacing. And I think that the, I'm the biggest fan of the idea of golf being over in August, but I think that's kind of not possible. Well, you can't have pacing and take the fall yeah. off. You can't have so both. I think like the thing that I have really, I I've come around to the last like couple days is like the idea of getting golf January to August is kind of, like a, a fantasy they've done so much monetizing it's just impossible <laughs> it's go you're going to like really shrink uh, in a way the game your your product because they added tournaments for a few reasons right the reason that this this schedule goes forever is a few things added playing opportunities like mm-hmm. this doesn't matter for that right yep. adding revenue so when you cut it you're going to shrink your revenue, right? Yep. And then the third reason is to grow like grow the grow the international footprint of the of the tour. And to me, that is the biggest indictment of this. It's very American. It's, it's all, all American. American. There was some grumbling about the Scottish. I wrote in the newsletter like they kind of did take the Scottish into account by not putting anything else in. Yeah. And they can't have Genesis have two, I would imagine. So, like, everybody's still going to go probably play the Scottish. You know, everything, after the Travelers, all the top guys are done. They're going overseas to the UK. So, but yeah, there is no, it's extremely American. It's elevated American series. So, I mean, all the work that the tour's done in the last 10 years with the attempt to really expand and, and create this Asian market with the CJ plaque, the Zozo, they, they obviously had the WGC China event. Um, what, what is that? Like, what, what are they, you know, are they just abandoning it? What is the Asian swing going to look like next year? You know, what, what's the Zozo going to look like next year? Um, you know, these are the things that I, and I think that's really important when you think about fighting back against live, like, what are you live is, I think the thing that they've succeeded with is international players and they're making a, a very concerted effort to be an international, a world tour. Try you look at sports across the landscape. And I was thinking about this yesterday is sports that were created in America are very American baseball, basketball, football, they're very American sports. They're trying to globalize like beyond. And that's fine. They're created in America. Sports that weren't created in America, soccer, golf, um, tennis, tennis, like those aren't American centric sports. Like, sure, they might have the most amount of, but like the, the big events are spread across the world there. And I think this is the fallacy of this thing is that you're just pissing off the rest of the world. And you're going to piss off the player. There's not going to be loyalty. The money is what's going to drive the international players. And to think that you can do, you can just have an American tour in a global sport. But it's a global sport. Okay, I know. But they've done everything they've done, and that's you're you're giving you're opening a huge, huge weakness. Like you're you're just. So what are you what are you what are you suggesting here? They get they where where do they go and when do I they think, do it? So I think it has to go ten months. So what does that mean? You're adding January January to October. It has to go. <laughs> um, so the way I kind of had it in my head, and maybe I'll I'll lay it out in an article with more, you know subscribe to the Friday newsletter thought and stuff, but the way I had it in my head was that you you open it up and you really lean in. So you got, you got to, the playoffs are the, the biggest problem. That's, 
That's the problem. If you look at one thing here, if if you had the schedule in yeah, June and then July, August, September, and October really had a lot of international stuff in it with some, you know, some stuff in America. You go to big markets during that time, you know, like Chicago. Like if you got rid of the playoffs, you're doing this elevated series. You have the top players all together 20 times. They're the only things that bat- like they're make a real playoff now. You know, you've already like you're selecting out what would be the BMW championship, right? right. For right. all these events. Right. What what is the playoffs? What are, what are they going to be with this? They're probably a cash cow is what they are. I mean, all these are going to be cash cows. Like, so an idea I had was like, bring back the Western open, get rid of like having a season ending thing because you've effectively created this select series. Yeah. Like F1 is basically how they do it more or less. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, with with, yeah, there's no playoffs. It's just all the big events across 12 months. So your last event in October is your, your end of the season extravaganza and keep maybe keep that in Atlanta. That'd be a wonderful time to play the tour championship at East Lake, right? If you're going to, if you're set, if if Oak, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be better at a a different, you know, time zone in a different, like Southern company, whatever it is. Um, but like the different locale, there's no doubting that. But if you're, if you have to do that, Southern, you know, if that makes FedEx happy, if that, Georgia makes Southern Coke, if that makes Georgia right, Southern ahead. happy, do that. But the idea then all of a sudden it frees up like, oh, we could take the BMW and make it the Western Open again. And we have history. Like it adds history back yeah. to your, they have now. All right. It's, it's the, golf. They're put, the, you have two events per month from January through October. I think that is a reasonable thing. And it's paced better. You can hit more areas of the country or the more areas of the world, you know, schedule. We could have the Asian swing in Octo- early October. That's like the last event is like the last events before the tour championship. And okay. these guys get they get November and Jan- and December off. Two month off season is better than what. They- but like. Well, that's who you're. Like, you know, you could have two events in January and one of them could be in Australia and then you play Hawaii. Like, seems like what Lynn you can wants do different stuff, it, you know, if they have the fighting against the nimble ability to do it instead of having already 40 plus events to figure out to please and move around this. It, what you talked about with with um, Congaree. with the tour and Congaree. This schedule is is the embodiment of that. This is what was easy. This is the well. Let's not let's not have any thought. Let's just you know and and I think that's the miss here. And I don't know. Maybe it gets better over the next few years because this yeah. was you know really thrown together. But they're. I just. But like, there's no. You're not thought, a fan of like this, this is, is so. This, now that we have four, we have. But this is know, just 2023. I, I'm, I'm, yes, that's. I would just say like the caveat of like this really needs to get better in future years because this is just so lifeless and it it's just this is this is the easy stopgap solution and it better be just a stopgap. It might be. We don't have a lot of like important details and like what the field sizes are for elevated events like. You know, next year they're going to be normal, but like, can we are we chopping these down to 55, 75 players? Um, how do you get in? How do you get out? Um, so I, I think it's it's a fine start for the first year. It's I'm hoping that it's more dramatic, sort of newly reimagined tour going forward after that. What'd you make of the um, the rotating deal. Do you like that? Where the, these four elevated events this year may not be the ones next year, where there's RBC Heritage is now RBC Canadian Open, I figure. Something like that. Do you like that idea where everybody could still jump in the pool or have a chance to? I mean, I think we we talked about this. Like, this is the retention, right? That's the thing that they're obviously yeah. worried about. And, yeah, 
you know, they're trying to this is this is going to appease the sponsors and in a way somewhat somewhat the fans of those little markets, right? Uh uh-huh. smaller events. Um yeah. but you know, I just think that as the tour, you're just at this crossroads moment. And I think this is a band aid solution and that's fine for this year. I think like they were they're being very reactive and that's been over the last year, that's been the thing with the tour. They've been very reactive to this, you know, this threat. And at this crossroads, I think this gives you the opportunity to go to every sponsor, to go to every player and say, listen, we need to, we need to change. What used to work doesn't work anymore. It's it. We are being attacked based off of the way we do business and it's time to kind of started that conversation with this or you don't think it's it's... i don't think i think this is the easiest and this is like this is a good stopgap solution but what i would say is i want i i think this needs to be better thought out it needs to have a better cadence and it really really if you want to be the dominant world tour it has to go somewhere other than america and if there's if there's four rotating events, and it's just the John Deere, the Sanderson, and Rocket. the Canadian Open, I know that that's international, but like you know, like I just don't foresee the this ever becoming international with the four rotating events, and I think that's a huge miss because I this is a crazy thing to say, and I I I'm sure people will say that I'm an idiot. But listen, like, if you're a kid growing up in Australia, if you're a kid growing up in 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 Chile, or you know, and that's not like a golf hotbed. But if you're a kid growing up in South Africa, you're a kid growing up, you know, in some cases in Europe. Over the next ten years, if Live continues to host events internationally with with some of the better best players in the world, like. It's going to get more and more traction and it's going to become a big question of where do the best international players go to play. And I know America's got like <clears throat> a lot of the best players, but you're you're eventually going to bleed out. Okay. I I wonder if like uh, uh, I'm not arguing this, but like do they need to be a global dominant tour? Is, is the pursuit of scale and growth and the, do they lose sight of, I mean, they've obviously lost sight of their core product when they did that with a lot of the events in America, but I, I their competitor is obviously targeting some more, more international weaknesses. Um, I just wonder if like you see a lot of companies and places in, in the capitalist society chase scale, scale, scale. We've got to grow. We've got to grow. And sometimes they, they just lose their core product um, and what they're good at. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you could be pretty dominant as a, you could be the most dominant golf tour without being super international. Right? No. Yeah. I, I, Maybe well, not. I, I'm just posing so, questions. I don't know if I argue in that position myself, but. I would say I, that I would I would use the other sports analogy. If your sport like they're dominant created, right now, they are dominant. They are the dominant tour. They right. are, and they've done it. How did they become the dominant tour? Money, money. Now they don't have the money advantage. Yeah. So I would point to, at the end of the day, all American centric sports that are dominant, like dominated in America, are all all were pretty much started in America. I guess hockey would be the only. But you know that has a lot of Canada in it, right? Sure. Um, it's their game. It's yeah, Canada's game. So it's Canada's game, and there's you know I'd say the NHL is majority America, but it's very intertwined with Canada, right? The teams are yeah. yes, yes. So yes. like that's not like a purely American sport. I can't think of any other sport that was started in another another country, played so expansively globally. And it's just in America as they propose right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a, I just, I don't know. You can't just ignore 
a lot of your constituents? Um, I, I think that's a fair like weakness uh, pointing out, pointing that out, and what they need to address going forward. Um, I'm just I. It's not easy. They're making it, it, it up on the fly. They're clearly yes. making it up on the fly. And thanks to Rory and Tiger, they have something substantive. I thought it was amusing when you talk about this, you know, they're just ignoring international. Like what happened to that international, like three event series? Oh, they just scrapped that. That's just sort of indicative of the year they've had where they're just, they're trying to figure it out on the fly. Um, that was like an idea. That was a thing that was announced and happening, but only for like six weeks before Tiger and Rory came in and, I don't know. I don't want to say save the day, but came in with a bigger idea um, other than just some three event series internationally in the fall. So it's sort of when you look back at the year, they're just been kind of trying to play whack-a-mole. But I I think this is a pretty strong attempt at at the start of a, the start of a change tour. It's Hey, I'll give I don't it. Know. It's, it's a. It's the first year they already May just had the be schedule new curtains. announced. New curtains they, on the same house. I don't know. They had yeah. They had they had limited. They could do this year. What my point would be is that moving forward, this can't be it. Okay, you're just yeah. going to keep hemorrhaging international players if this is it. Uh, like look Ra- at look at Ra- Rom's commentary. I was going to say Rom expressed like, a it, little more skepticism about it. You, you know, this is the thing. It, it, it's the goes to the Nicholas Cole starts. I'm eating the same Caesar salad in different town, right? Kind yeah. of thing. Like global, like international players don't want to just play in America. Yeah, I saw Garrett mention like the three non-elevated events, like maybe those Euro Tour starts. Like if you're a strategic alliance, the Euro Tour starts should count as that. So when Rom goes and plays the Spanish Open or whatever else, it should count as one of those three non-elevated. I don't know where where do you find those? Where do you find the three non-elevated? If you're Jordan Spieth or your, you know, Justin Thomas. What what are you doing? You add well, a, like Spieth. So Spieth will play the AT&T. Dallas event. He does the AT and T stuff, right? Yeah. Double. Like so, that's I guess where you start figuring it out. But and I then mean, and then uh, like Ricky will play the Rocket Mortgage. But if you're someone like Hideki and Rom, like Hideki is going to do the Zozo. He might do the Dunlop. Fe- like he's going to try to add more. You're just starting with 20. Hideki plays a lot. If you look at his schedule, he, he plays a lot when he's not hurt. Uh, if you're Rom and, and his points are well taken, like how am I going to keep playing Euro tour and be stuck? Like absolutely have to play these 20 and then also like keep my Ryder cup membership, you know, all that stuff. It, it, it is like a valid point. Um, it's a minority problem, right? Like it, it exists for a few, but, it depends on who you're talking about there. Well, you, you want to keep guys like Ram Hideki international players happy. Here's the other thing is if you, if you expand out to October, everybody's going to be like, Oh, you can't go up against football, right? What you can do is you can strategically and is go to places where you aren't competing against the brunt of like that Saturday at noon, the, the Sunday at noon. Football yes. Schedule at Melbourne. That worked. It worked. Because it was on at the right time. You know, you can compete. Like, who's afraid of competing against the Bears versus the fucking Commanders on Thursday night? On Amazon or, Prime, by the way. Not even yeah. on cable. Uh, so, go and compete at the smart times to compete. You know, nighttime. And not at, like, that. the problem four. is they go compete and they play on the East Coast in in October and it's like, Oh, you're just going up against noon on Sunday. Like that's not going to work. Well, that's an American problem. Yeah. American tour, American problems, American audience. So I, I mean, like even Jetta is dumb as it was. Like I did, I watched it one morning and the morning got- I watched it was like, I was at the airport and I was just threw it on my phone. And because it was on at like a time, nothing else was on. Yeah. If the, if the NFL was on against Jetta, I would have been watching the NFL. Did the Zozo work for you? Because I mean, Zozo worked. Going to Asia and, and Australia and other places in the fall, American fall, U.S. fall, you could kind of strategically try to pick off some windows that grow the game, or I'm sorry, grow your footprint internationally while also not ignoring your primarily American audience on TV. So 
Okay. So yeah, I mean, this year limited things you could do, but this is the stuff that should be in. They should be thinking about next year. They're achieving the goal of getting the best players in the same place. Yes. More often. So that's a start. All right. Moving on. Uh, I don't even think we've done schedule for the week. Where are we? Did the Mallorca, Mallorca. Golf Open on the DP World Tour. A lot of people are going to watch that. I want to talk golf. about what that uh, the New Yorker article, too. I've got it in here. BMW Ladies Championship. Big, big LPGA event in Korea. I think it's the only event in Korea, given their, you know. Talk about... I mean, that'd be like the PGA Tour playing one event in the United States, right? Most the most of the top players are American at this point. Not all. I'm not suggesting all, but yeah. most. Most of the top women's players are Korean, and they go, LPGA, this is their one event, the BMW Ladies Championship. That will be 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., starting Wednesday night in the U.S., if you're listening to this. Uh, and night. then Dominion I, Energy Charity Classic, which we've hold given on. more airtime than it needs. But... You know, the one ladies event is going to get most of the attention, the Korean event. But we'd be remiss not to mention. Where are you going? That the European ladies tour is set to return to an iconic venue. The Let? Mm Mm-hmm. Where? DLF? Where are they going? DLF. Oh, really? The Hero Women's Indian Open is... (laughs) Is at DLF this week. I is it even on TV somewhere? Probably not. I don't think so. Not in the US, I don't see. That's great. Get the rock out croppings going. Maybe maybe this is last minute submission. Thanks to uh event of the week. Yeah. This is the event of the week. Uh PJ Tour officially announcing the increased purse. What what is the terminology this is? Increased purse sizes, so they're avoiding elevated, elevated purses. The the sort of linguistic mumbo jumbo dance they're doing to try it. Like these these events matter, these don't. So, uh, all right, let's do the New Yorker article. Big big takeout piece in the New Yorker on golf, which uh, in the past they've not always you know I, it's a, I, I subscribe. It's a great publication, but sometimes when they write about golf, it you know their masters one a few years back was sort of a mess. But this is a good article. It's got it's great reporting. It's got Rory on the record. It's got I think JT on the record, and most importantly, um, it has Majed, the head of Golf Saudi, who has not spoken much. I would say Yasser and Majed have not spoken. It's mostly been Norman doing you know riding on a unicycle and juggling for the press doing his circus act. But uh, Zach Halfand was the writer for the New Yorker. It's, I think it's probably like sixty five hundred words. Um, good takeout. He spoke to Majed. I think that was primarily the headline coming out of it. The aggregated moment, I suspect, uh, I suppose, uh, head of golf Saudi saying, I will create my own majors. The majors should let these guys in. What's to stop me from creating my own majors? Um, he also said, it sounds like this interview was just kind of happen by chance almost he's kind of wandered over at the international to this writer at the new yorker and, and started going he said they call me a scary mf laughing as a joke we don't kill gays i'll just tell you that um he also said democracy he had a quote about democracy i, I don't know in there but the big one for the golf corner of the world was for now the majors are siding with the tour and I don't know why, Soror said. If the majors decide not to have our players play, I will celebrate. I will create my own majors for my players. Honestly, I think all the tours are being run by guys who don't understand business. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, this, this guy's just, he's muscle a little bit too. Um, uh, whereas Yasser, I think, is the business I don't. Guy. I don't think Jay Monahan understands competitive business. Okay, right. I know you don't. I, I don't disagree necessarily, but they also suggested in this article is that they, they pondered whether they could just rent all of Augusta National's clubhouse and host the players for, a, I don't know, a wine and dine persuasive <laughs> session, which is amusing to me. <laughs> They're like they could get it for a wedding or something. Um, what's your reaction to the article? What's your reaction to the majors point? I, I have a few thoughts of my own. Why don't you go first? I think that just in general, this is, we talked about this. Like, I don't, this is why being very combative is, I think, it, it, a, a bad strategy 
with these guys because what they're going to do whenever Bad strategy they are, for the tours part from the tours anybody in golf like being competitive what you need to do is you need to you need to compete you don't like you have to offer you have to figure out where their weaknesses are and compete against them because you know this is i think we talked about this months ago on here is like if the majors ban these guys they're just going to do create their own major and they're going to if they offer a hundred million dollars a hundred million dollar purse opposite the masters guess what what we've really learned the last few months pro golfers are interested in cash and they're going to get a large subset of the best players in the world if they offer you know a forty million dollar first place prize. This is this is something they might do if they you are think banned it would succeed. out. You think they? I, I I mean they'd have all the live guys because they wouldn't be playing, you know. And who knows who else they'd pick off? You think the live guys would agree to their organization saying you can't play the Masters? You got to play Here's the hundred thing. million dollar purse. The more they they shell out the live guys, the more they they are galvanizing them. And that's the thing is that if they never would have been really, if they had not played such hardball, I, these I guys gotta, I wouldn't be so united against the tour. That's I the gotta, thing is that they're and they're the OWGR is effectively the tour's last crutch. I don't know. I got, I actually got to push back on you. I got to disagree. I okay, think that's this fine. is a mistake by this guy. Dragging the majors, he might be uniting the majors even further with themselves, with each other, and the tour. I think he, him being combative, like this isn't a good face on this at all. This guy throwing out how they're going to rent the Augusta Clubhouse, that I'll just make my own majors. Like, I do think they could have some success, diminish the Masters in a way by taking a DJ or one or two other guys. But most, this is probably the part where I think Garrett. Morrison said it's like where you know the money kind of runs up against something more significant. Like like Tiger and Roy are, are too big of brands to go like money doesn't buy them. That's that's fine. But I think this if- guy's I think this is a bad strategy by him, calling out the majors. Call it like we're gonna make our own majors, antagonizing the majors further. And oh by the way, like I I mean he's Aren't they trying to like limit the whole? Uh, maybe they're not. Like this is very having the Saudi guy out in front of it when the Saudis have a pretty bad PR image around this. Like that's the bad part of it. The hang up, uh, talking about how we don't kill gays and talk calling out the majors. I, I I feel like this is like sort of a step back for them. They need like a real executive in there that's like that's not Greg Norman or not the Saudis talking about the democracy's okay sometimes. I just I thought like I thought this was a pretty big misstep, and I think it would be further like piss off the majors to not be sympathetic to to live in any way. I mean, listen, the Masters. If you take if you play the Masters without the live guys, it would be really weird. It's like yeah. it, it, it actually irreparable. Like the history, the tradition of the Masters gets hurt if the live guys don't play because there's like seven. Masters winners that just that are active and wouldn't be playing. Cameron Smith, if Cameron Smith's not playing in the majors and DJ and a few other guys on live, the a few other of the big names, those majors are are diminished because you're you're wondering some of the best players in the world aren't playing. Yeah. So and then golf like diminished there is, like the live events aren't going to be like approximate the masters either. So like you have no, two, they like, aren't. lesser you're events. Just, you're yeah. pulling the game apart. Like it yeah. would, it would really hurt the game overall. Like the Saudis are in this to just it. I, I think they're in it to kill everybody. Not literally, not but literally, but like Maybe they are, literally. they are in it Maybe to own golf. And I, I think long term they look at those majors. I, I think he's just kind of showing his hand a little bit that like, I don't think anybody's safe. Um, like if you don't think lo- like them displacing, like they see how much money the masters make and, and maybe the masters is the one that they, the last one, but like, I would look at every other major and I think they can be picked off if with the, with the amount of money once they owe, if they, if they own, this is why 
it's so important that the tour remains the dominant men's golf because they have everything works together. If you if these guys get a really I mean they have a foothold right now, but if they become the dominant where everybody plays week in, week out, the majors are next, in my opinion. And and that is scary. And that's where I would be, you know, that's where the game, you know, these this is a very like what you said, this is a very unlikable regime that's running this tour. This is the people behind it. You know, and for some people, it doesn't matter. And that's fine. If you don't, if you can look past it, I'm not making any sort of judgment. But some people, it does matter a lot. And anytime that you, you know, golf's a niche sport. And if if this becomes the dominant, it's like professional golf, it's just going to like wither away. I, I, yeah, I, I think you have the legacy and history and all that stuff was like nonsense when the tour was talking about it. I, I just wonder what the appeal is there for players and how much money does it take to just kind of override that desire to win a U.S. Open or a Masters or a PGA, I guess, even. Like, is it a $100 million purse? Is it a new generation of players who, like some kid that's three years old now that grows up and sees live events and like you know doesn't care like the masters maybe doesn't mess or i don't know we keep using the masters maybe it's the pga doesn't like mean as much to him it doesn't care like i'm not putting on the green as a five-year-old to win the pga like i, I don't know because live is in, made an incursion into the game uh, i would imagine that's probably more of like an international market type phenomenon if that were to happen um but yeah i i that's the question is like how much money override because now you really are talking about playing for history and legacy like that that is a thing like I, that is absolutely a thing with the majors i would say that that argument was a little more it was a little weaker when the tour was throwing it out there yeah um, and i think i think the so thing it's the players you got to convince the thing the tour has like obviously one of the the group of a group of young talented players that has been very loyal to the tour is the south korean yeah. Now, if I were thinking about why they're loyal, is like the way they get out of the military services is is major championship wins, and the tour, the live not having the ability to get into majors is probably a big reason that they are so loyal. Yeah. So, but like you're making this, an argument for the majors there, the importance of the majors. I right? am, I am, but like that's why they want the OWGR points because they want to get in majors. Those so, majors, but long term, if the if Live is the dominant tour, they have all the keys to getting into majors. Like if they keep picking off players, they can then eventually start picking off majors. That's the t- absolutely on their roadmap, and anybody like. That's what they do. That's how Saudi Arabia does business. So there's a world in which they could own the entire game. That's the what they want. I mean, that's all, what, all the, the majors, all the, the women's events. game, everything. Doesn't sound fun. No, it sounds terrible. That's why uh, the, that and, and listen, like that's why I care about what the tour does with their schedule. It doesn't just like repackage the same bullshit they've been doing for the last five years or i mean a lot of people years. laughed at the quote right it got aggregated because it, it sounded preposterous but it's the, not the, it's not yeah. preposterous at all everybody laughed when they when live came about everybody was laughing and and now it's everybody's like whoa this is real like this is the same it's just like watching the same movie play out again this is not a crazy thing for them to do and they might do it they Not not in the immediate future, but could be a long long play. If there if there's a hundred million dollar tournament, you know how many of these these guys are going to turn up? I don't know. I, I versus <laughs> what the Masters? Oh, kill. Say they put up a hundred million tournament. The PGA is the one versus the PGA start. at Oak yeah. Hill in May in Rochester. Yeah. What? They might start by putting up a hundred million tournament dollar tournament uh, against the players. I would, I could see them doing that. Yeah. 
when does the money run out? Doesn't seem like it will at all, right? Um, anyways, all right. In that article, they said 2025 they have it funded through? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Interesting read, for sure. Some some original reporting. Um, here's, here's the thing I would say. The last thing. <clears throat> if they have money through 2025, funded, secured, right? If they make the dent they made this year, every year till 2025... What what does pro golf look like? Are we even talking about the PGA Tour anymore? Yeah, I, I. Hmm. You think they can make that dent again? Next I think year it, it's hard, harder, but maybe in some ways it's harder. In some ways it's easier. The PGA Tour still does have the top like twenty of the. 25 players or 22 players and i know guys are tumbling on the rankings because they haven't played like dj and others but um i I did like the quote get all the mediocres when they were on the ropes it really did seem like they almost pulled the plug it was kind of fish or cut bait when phil's comments came out and it's like what do you want to do do you want to do this or not because let's get all the mediocres who are the mediocres polter pat perez (laughs) Uh, feeling good about yourself, exactly. James Pyatt. <laughs> All right, all the guys with short deals, but yeah, like I, I mean, this is uh, if they it's scary, th- that sucks. That like this is it not does. fun to talk about. This is shitty. This and this guy, I they they're not on TV yet. I mean that they're, they're not uh, like I, it doesn't I don't know matter. I know. The, the tour is still in a really strong, the majors, I would say, like ecosystem is still in a pretty strong position. I would just say it's not as strong as, as it may appear. Sure. Based off of what they've done. Oh, I, I, I just like, I, I think like that. people that look at this and laugh and, and underestimate, like, did, did you just watch what happened over the last year? The, yeah. I agree. I, that's, that's the thing. The, the narrative, like the skeptic, the skeptics narrative is, like laughing in February to, um, well, it's not even a real competition is now the talk, like they don't get points. Like it's just kind of evolved where you're losing a little ground all year. And I, I know like that's not to say they've won and the tour lost, but like the narratives have, have moved quite a bit, shifted the skeptics. So in, in year one, can, would you agree that they have, Let's just say five of the top 20 names in pro golf. Um, yeah, sure. Bro, f- DJ, Cam Smith, Brooks, Brooks Bryson, Bryson, Phil. You know, Phil. Is it unreasonable to think that in year two they get to 10 of the top 20 names? So that's 2023. I think it's a little harder. It's hard, a little harder, but. I think it's harder I, than the first five. It's harder think- than getting the first five? I think what, the ones they took were 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 special cases and personalities that I'm not sure there are a lot more of, like a like a DJ. All right, so let's just take three. Is it unreasonable Phil, to think they'll get to Phil eight? Just bleeding money from gambling. What's that? Let's say three. They get to eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not unreasonable to think about that. Twenty twenty four. They get three more. Now they're at eleven. 2025, last year of funding, they get three more. They're at 14. They own the majority of the best players in golf. The biggest names. The, the ones, yeah. The ones you so, put on the, the like marketing that, materials and all the posters and TV and everything. That's, you know, right? I mean, the yeah. tour that, market's, that to what, me, 10 guys? To me, the, the funding through 2025 is like very significant and something to think about. Maybe the most important pa- fact that came out of that whole thing is like, we understand their runway now. And with runway through 2025, that's what you have to protect yourself against. It's not like, it's not what happens next week. It's what ha- happens over the course of the next year. And every player matters a lot. And then yeah. once is if they have 14 of the top 20 names in golf and say, let's just ex- extrapolate out 30 of the top 50 with that percentage, if they got 30 of the top 50. Guess what? It's really easy to displace a major. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
or I'm just scanning this article again for the third time in the last couple of days. All right. That's it for uh, this Wednesday episode. Ending on a odd note, but yeah, a, a potentially dystopian future for golf. But um, enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back Friday. A little flashback. Uh, next week, we have Live Miami, but we have a great event this week. Good PGA Tour event. It's great CJ, PGA Tour CJ event. CJ Plack on Firm and Fast Congaree. Uh, and we got 28, uh, 28 senior tour events coming next year. Stuff to look forward to. Second lease on life, these guys. Do you think Liv would do a Champions Tour? I don't think they care about that. <laughs> I think that's the one part of golf that they, they've they showed no interest in owning. I mean, think about how fast those guys would run to that cash, right? Oh. I mean, you know? It would be amazing if, if the Tour... Not amazing. It would just be like... If that at the end of the day the champions tour just becomes the place where live players go after they're done playing live. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. That'd be a disaster. All right, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday.